Talking the Law, episode number 13 on Friday the 13th. Corey, uh, Thomas Gray doing you here uh, in Birmingham, Alabama. Corey Smith in Greenville, South Carolina. Corey, mashing and rocking and rolling. How we doing, my man? Uh, I'm sitting pretty good uh, as far as outrights go. Matchups, uh, I was kind of hit or miss yesterday a little bit. Um, but hopefully people uh, hopefully people grab some of the picks. We give out Justin Thomas. He's sitting near the top of the leaderboard. Um, we give out Paul Casey. He obviously slept kind of, I guess, it, first round wasn't quite over, but slept on the lead. Xander sitting within a couple strokes of the lead. And then a couple of our long shots, Justin Rose, Ricky Fowler, within a couple shots of the lead. So uh, it's looking like it's going to be a nice leaderboard coming in the weekend. I hope, I really hope that it's not a Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas runaway. Um, yeah. Because, uh, you know, like we said, Justin Thomas had never broken par in the first round of the uh, Masters, so we were going to try to fade him and then bet him live in the second round. And then, obviously, uh, true to our luck, he goes out and shoots like 67 in the first round. Um, so the window on that's kind of come and gone. So I'm going to bet him in some matchups. Um, and uh, I added Brooks Kepka live uh, when he was sitting at one over, so I got him at something like 35 to 1, so that was nice. But, uh, yeah, I think it's stacking up for a good weekend. Um, it's kind of crazy watching the course get more difficult as the second round goes on. Um, but yeah, hopefully it's uh, stacking up for a nice Masters weekend because, buddy, it is not stacking up for a very nice college football weekend. Goodness <laughs> at great. all. You ain't lying because we just seem like we have game. It's it's more breaking news. Games cancel left and right, and it's it's something where it's a lot to be said when uh, you're looking at the Florida Arkansas game this weekend, and that's one of the top one of the top games between that and SMU and Tulsa. But hey. It could be way worse, and we could be looking at no football at all, so we'll take it for what it is. Uh, Masters, again, will be fun this weekend. Hopefully, like you said, we get a good leaderboard. Uh, but before we dive into college football, uh, the football weekend ahead, uh, we gotta we got to give the people a quick grill or chill, and that's, uh, of course, brought to you by our title sponsor, Corey. Yeah, uh, as we do every week. Obviously, we had the special Masters pod this week, so we've already brought you one grill or chill. Um, but just like it is right now with their special, uh, when you go to buy one flamethrower burger, Tom, they're going to give you another one. And I don't know if that's actually, I don't know if that's actually a deal or not, but if you just pull up and tell them Doc and the Law sent you, there's a 50% chance that they'll give you another flamethrower burger. Uh, they're either are or they're not. It depends on, it's only participating locations. If you can find one, I don't it's know a, where they are. It's a deal. It's a deal financially, <laughs> but post Post double flamethrowers, it's not a deal for your body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, only per- only at participating locations. I don't know where they are, but if you find one and then a who Doc and Law are, there's a 50% chance that they give you an extra flamethrower burger. Um, but regardless, they're delicious. Uh, they got the hot treats, they got the cold treats, uh, and just like uh, just like always, Tom, if they don't flip that blizzard upside down, it's free, my man. It's free. That's right. So uh, we're getting into our uh, most requested segment of the week. It's grill it or chill it. Um, brought to you by Dairy Queen. So, Tom, I'll bat lead off here. Um, and I think that this uh, kind of ties into the game we saw last night with the uh, Colts and the Titans. As the Colts came back, uh, we're losing at halftime. Uh, luckily, I jumped on a money line at halftime, and they came back and steamrolled the Titans in the second half. Uh, kind of the play that everyone is talking about after that game is Phillip Rivers <laughs> coming out of the game on fourth and one, <laughs> Jacoby Brissett coming in the game, and in the most predictable move of all time, they run a quarterback sneak from the two, and Jacoby Brissett scores. So apparently, I didn't—I I didn't realize this. Maybe I'm not paying enough attention. Philip Rivers does not quarterback sneak. He apparently has the lowest percentage of successful quarterback sneaks. Like I think Tom Brady might be the most successful, or Drew Brees. He's the least successful quarterback sneaker in the history of the game of football. Uh, so <laughs> the question I have for you is this. Uh, when Philip Rivers gets his statue as a as a Charger, and I, you know where I'm going with this. Yes. Are you gr- are you grilling that Philip Rivers statue is going to be him unsuccessfully quarterback sneaking? And I'm not going to offer you a chill, but are you grill or are you grilling that Philip Rivers statue is going to be him walking to the sideline, pointing to his helmet on fourth down because he says he can't hear the play in his helmet. And he's oh, screaming, somebody good, call the dad gum play. That's such a good one. Oh, man. 
Oh, Which are you man. grilling? Is it the unsuccessful quarterback sneak statue, or is it the pointing to his helmet on fourth down because he can't hear the play statue? I think it's because I, those are the two most iconic Philip Rivers. It's got to be the quarterback sneak, just based solely on stat, stats. Just because he's the most unsuccessful, meaning he's the most he's the most in something. So there's a lot to be said, and that's that's being being the best at something. You're the best at being the worst quarterback sneaker of all time. So that's statue worthy. Um, it's, it's, I watched the game last night and I think they had had two fourth and ones and they kept going to shotgun and run an inside zone. I'm like, wow, they have quarter, Phillip Rivers is really the worst quarterback sneaker because he just can't fall forward. And you got to think they've, yes. got, they've got Quint Nelson, <laughs> the left guard, the best, the best left guard in the league. And it's like, you must be terrible at sneaking the ball. If you can't get behind him and Ryan Kelly at center and get an inch, because they, and they have Costanzo playing tackle. They have yeah. the best offensive line in the league. And so the and the fourth and one twice in the game, twice in the game, they get shotgun and run the inside zone and get stuff. And I'm like sitting here going, and I had Colts money line too. And I'm like, he must be really, really terrible at quarterback sneaking. I don't know. It's ridiculous. I mean, if you if you do the math, a yard is three feet. He is six four, I think, which means he can't fall down and stick his arms out. Yeah. <laughs> So, oh, there is a third option. I, I did hear from the L.A. Chargers. There is a third option. Uh, there is the unsuccessful quarterback sneak. There is the Phillip Rivers can't hear the play on fourth down. And there is the Phillip Rivers in his pads trying to wrangle nine kids at Costco. Those are the three options. That, that I don't Rivers know. That, that, so, that sounds like more of a <laughs> – the, the wrangling the nine kids sounds like quite the feat compared to anything. Yeah, you won a Super Bowl, but have you wrangled nine kids at a Costco in lower Alabama? <laughs> nope. Not, nope. You want to talk – I mean – I don't know that there's ever been a quarterback in the NFL with more than nine kids. I mean, that may be the other thing that he's the worst at is his pullout game is maybe as weak as any quarterback that there's ever been in the NFL. Yeah, you know? apparently he's building a monster mansion down in uh, the Baldwin <laughs> County Fairhope area in lower Alabama. If people don't know, that is down by the Gulf Coast, and it's supposed to, it's supposed to be as big as a hotel. Well, of course you have to have a hotel-sized house because you've got you have 11 people living in there, and you know Philip Rivers is going to have people working around the house, not just his kids. His kids definitely don't do anything. <laughs> oh, I bet he makes his kids cut the grass. Ah, I bet Phil Rear's kids cut the grass. That may be something we have to do some investigating on because uh, you'd like to think he does make the kids cut the grass, but I could see his kids being nerds, but whatever. Um, well, uh, we have we have digressed way off of sports. Yeah, uh, we, that tells you how how shitty the slate is this week. Um, so before we shitty. waste any more time, let's get to your griller chill. What you got? Uh, it's more. Man, that was a lot more fun talking about Philip Rivers wrangling his nine kids than what I'm going to talk about. But, like, I guess I'll just say it and get it over with. Do you think, Grill or Chill, that this is the worst college football weekend ever? And I say that in the sense of with the amount of games canceled and if you look at the slate, it's really bad. Do you think this is the worst it will get? Or will we see a worse college football weekend with games being canceled and matchup-wise? Are you grilling that this is the worst mm. or is there going to be a, a worse weekend coming up? Uh, golly. I, I'm going to – on just on the sake of optimism, I'm going to grill it uh, yeah. because I'm really hoping that, like – you know, it's like we talked about with Saban a couple weeks ago. <laughs> kind of what I hope is that, like, they uh, – all these people have all these COVID – test and they cancel all these games and now all these people can't get tested for like a yep. month mm -hmm. and so this is as bad as it gets um the thing i really worry about is if if this weekend and you know i mean i i don't again like we said i'm not an epidemiologist i'm not a scientist um i am a physician but it has nothing to do with viruses um but i, I, I depending on what you believe about this whole covid thing like the amount of positive tests. Now, what that means, I don't know. Do what that what, what you will. But the amount of positive tests is going up all over the country. So, I guess there is a possibility theoretically that this is representing a bigger wave of um, cancellations to come. I mean, hopefully not, but it could be, uh, and and that's worrisome. Um, the the thing that I hope is that like you know we had a bunch of positive tests and now people are taking it more seriously and that these this will be the most games that gets canceled canceled particularly in the SEC um and i hope that this is as bad as it gets so i'm going to grill that the point that i will make is this i think that after this weekend and i understand why they're not trying not to do this like i understand the thought of 
staying out of the way of the NFL and trying to keep their TV dates and all this stuff. But why don't they just move the playoff, dude? Why don't they just move the playoff back two weeks? Like, bowl games, nobody cares. I mean, we care because we're de- degenerates. But, like, why don't they just move the playoffs back two weeks and give these guys a chance to to play, get their games in, right? Yeah. I mean, Wisconsin is theoretically going to go undefeated and not be able to play in their conference championship because they haven't played the minimum amount of games. Yeah. I mean, like, it's absurd that they don't just move things back a week or two and let them get the games in, but they're not going to. And if they were going to, I, th- I feel like they would have done it by now, especially with TV contracts. So, I don't know. I- I'm grilling that this is going to be the worst weekend, but with that said, heads up, um, it may get worse. Yeah. Uh, but as I, a- but, as a- like we talked about in our earlier podcast, I think it's going to also come down to who's in, who's out. I mean, who's going to mail it in early, but – if you look at, like, the number-wise, and people want to say there's an outbreak going to the SEC, if you look at the numbers, because Wednesday we had, when our pod came out, you had, I think, three games canceled that day. But, like, A&M, they missed a whole position group because of contact tracing. They had one person have it. Same with same with Missouri. Missouri had two people have it. That's it. But because of contact tracing, the, these people don't have it. I mean, people that they came in contact with don't have coronavirus, but – because of contact tracing and all the rules, you have whole position groups out, and that's why these games get canceled. So I think that's a little bit not as worrisome because you're looking at people that they, they're taking good care of themselves and they're not getting the virus. I mean, contact – but the contact tracing rule is so strict that you're having to cancel games and you're losing position groups, which is causing these games to be canceled. So it's it'll be a wild ride here down the stretch. I think we're – like. Like you said, I think that if they push football, it's football, and people are going to watch no matter what. I mean, I was looking at the – I think Christmas Eve is on a Thursday this year, and or, and there's going to be – I'm hopeful there's an NFL game people are going to watch. I mean, I think yep. it's been, been that way for years, and people are going to watch football no matter what. And NFL is always going to try to be king, but I think they can work with college in the sense to change dates around. And I think you're still you're still going to get your money from TV. Trust me, people are going to tune in and watch. That doesn't need to be anybody's worry. But uh, I think it just seems uh, easier to push the dates back so you're not pressing to get these games in. And like you said, Wisconsin's the main one because Wisconsin uh, could actually should be playing Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship because of the loss of games, it may come down to like Northwestern and Iowa. So you're just – Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and we, I was going to get to that later. I mean, because it actually puts some, uh, quite a bit of weight on this uh, this Northwestern-Purdue game this weekend because of that exact thing. By the way, side note, Avery Answer just tapped in for par. Uh, he just finished and shot a 67. If anybody listening uh, is interested, I know nobody's listening to this live, but uh, Abe Answer right now – sitting on the potential second-round lead, 18-1 to 1 at the Masters. Uh, so, uh, that's a guy that's growing on me, Abe Answer. Um, but, uh, no, I think um, – and then my boy Cameron Smith. Here we go. Birdie's the last three. Cameron Smith from Australia. Uh, he is sitting at nine under as well. So, potentially on the, uh, the uh, second-round lead. Anyway, we digress. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think that um, – I think that it is a real bummer um, but, you know, the point is, is like it doesn't really matter who is playing. People are going to watch these games. So, yeah. there's really nothing to gain or lose from the playoff standpoint. But it does kind of suck for the kids. I mean, I understand that they, like, said eligibility doesn't matter this year and everybody can come back. And that's its own discussion for another day when there's less to talk about. But um, we'll move on. Uh, I, I do want to get to our, our next segment, which has kind of been picking up some steam. And that's, uh, that's Marquee Games. Nice. Uh, so that's all the marquee games we have this week. <laughs> that's the uh, that's the segment. Um, so moving on to less marquee games, yep. which is the entire slate this week. Uh, I'll, I'll let you bat lead off. What what's one you want to talk about first here? We're gonna we're gonna rock and roll through these because it's a uh, you know what there's games they're not really big games but there's something we can talk quick about every single one of them. Let's just start with Friday night. Uh, Cincinnati, who has looked like a juggernaut all year, they've been rolling over teams. Takes on ECU. Uh, Cincinnati's a Almost a four-touchdown favorite. Uh, this is a Friday night game at Cincinnati. I took Cincinnati at minus 27 and a half. Uh, I think it's one of those concepts where Cincinnati's on the brink of being a playoff, trying to be a playoff team, but right now their schedule's not going to hold up. So they're going to try and beat teams by 100. You, we saw it from BYU 
uh, when they played Boise a few, was it two weeks ago. When they played Boise two weeks ago, they tried to run the score. And it's nothing – not trying to be uh, a knock on sportsmanship, but it's just trying to get make your – state your case to try and get to the playoffs. So, I could see Cincinnati trying to run the score here. That's why I also took uh, the first half over at 30 and a half. So, I could see the Bearcats getting after it tonight. Uh, so, I mean, it, it is interesting. It's kind of a low total to have a 28-point spread because the total has actually dropped from 55.5 to 55. And that may be based um, solely on the fact that ECU doesn't do anything. Yeah, exactly. But I, I, I kind of thought ECU could score. I, maybe I'm wrong. I kind of thought they could score. But I, I do know their defense is trash, yeah. um, big, time, hot, smelly trash. Uh, but th- it is interesting that Cincinnati's getting 64% of the bets but now only getting half of the money. Um, so maybe there's actually some money coming in on ECU. They do have more, a larger percentage of money than bets, which usually means you're going to start seeing the line move back towards ECU. It is a hard freeze at 27 and a half. They will not put 28 out across the market because I think they know people will grab ECU. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually when I see that, what I'm looking to do is buy 28. Um, and what I might do is I am going to take the over in this game. I think 55 is too low. To your point, I don't think ECU's defense is good. I think Cincinnati's going to be trying to score. They have scored a lot early in the last couple games. So, my angle on this game is I'm going to take ECU plus 28. I'm going to buy the hook. I'm going to take the over, and then I'm going to try to play live middle on both of them and just hope that ECU keeps it close early. And then I'm going to take a live under and then take Cincinnati and just bet more on Cincinnati than I do on ECU. If I can get it down to like 24 or something like that, maybe get a nice like four or five point middle. That's going to be my angle on this game. Coming out fired on Friday night, trying to set the tone That's for the right. weekend. That's uh, right. Moving, moving on to <laughs> another Friday night game. Let me. I got to. You go, did. Go, you already go, know where go, you're going. Go, go. Uh, big Big Ten action. Yep. The battle of the battle of uh, you know who's the real Slim Shady uh, as Iowa the Hawkeyes go to play Minnesota for the famed Floyd of Rosedale, the Iron Pig uh, statue. As as some of you may not know, one of the coolest statues, uh, one of the long oldest rivalries in college sports. Um, Iowa opens up two and a half. They've already moved a half past the key number of three. They're now laying three and a half to Minnesota. Obviously, both kind of had get-right games last week, although I would not really call beating Michigan State a get-right game as Michigan State um, beat Michigan the, the week before. Again, they, didn't just kinda, beat, they didn't just beat Michigan State. They, they yeah, waxed they, them. They beat, the, they beat the hell out of Michigan State. Yeah. So, But Minnesota also beat the hell out of Illinois. But, I mean, Illinois, I think they're, they're like fade city. Um so, the interesting thing to me is, I think this is another case of, like we talked about last week, this transitive property of, well, this team beat this team and this team beat this team. So, what do we do with that? My angle on this is, I think Iowa beating the hell out of Michigan State represents who they are a little bit more than Minnesota beating up Illinois. I think Minnesota's defense is terrible. I think Iowa's going to be able to move the ball pretty much at will. Um, I'm going to lay three and a half with Iowa here. I'm not going to touch this total. It won't be a huge bet for me. But, you know, I love the Friday night action. So, I'm going to go ahead and lay three and a half with Iowa. What about you? That sounds good to me. Good cap. I'm not going to take away from any of that. <laughs> I love it. All right, what you got? Uh, let's move on. To, I know it's not a marquee game because there's no marquee games. But uh, Marshall, which is one I'm going to be on, taking on Ooh. MTSU because MTSU is dump. Marshall is not dump. But Marshall kind of got a bad <laughs> bad season based solely on the fact that the schedule is just not going to work out for him. Uh, but they can end up – someone made a great point. They can end up playing UAB in the Conference USA Championship, which is actually a pretty good game. Uh, so, Marshall's 24-point favorite against the Blue Raiders. Uh, I'm going to take Marshall. It's that anniversary – It's I think it's the 50th anniversary. Uh, oh, yeah. Of the uh, plane crash. And they are, have some sick unis coming out for the game Saturday. Uh, Marshall, I could see them lighting up the scoreboard. Uh, the over-under is 56, could see them winning 57 to nothing. So, they could get there over themselves. Uh, but I'm definitely going to take lay the 24 with Marshall. Like we've talked about before, we know good teams, we know bad teams. We know Middle Tennessee State is a bad team, and Marshall's a pretty good team, so I'm going to take 24 with Marshall. Yep, I'll give you some numbers. Uh, Middle Tennessee um, beat Rice last week, but that was a game that was 40-34. to 34. Uh, they lost the previous week to North Texas, who is permanently on the list. And that score was they lost 52 to 35. The previous week, they played the FIU garbage ass Golden Panthers, and they won that game 31 28. Uh, and then two weeks previous to that, they played UTSA and they lost 37 35. Uh, they have gone over the total in four out of their last five games. One of those had a set total of 71 and a half, which they went over. Uh, so I'm going to lay the points with Marshall. 
I'm going to take the over. I'm going to lay big lumber and lay 24. This is teaser territory for me too because you can tease it down below 21. Um, and uh, Marshall trying to be undefeated. Love the cap, love the play, uh, the square play, and take the uh, lay the points and take the over. Totally agree. Uh, moving on, um, let's try and talk about this one a little bit more in depth than we have the other ones, and we'll just try to rapid fire here towards the end. Uh, Notre Dame has a huge, huge win last week. Probably the biggest win they've had in, what, 10-some-odd years? Uh, against more than that. Probably that, over Clemson. And they go to Boston College. Uh, they opened as a 13-point favorite. It's gone all the way down to 11-and-a-half. Um, the number's sitting at 50. Uh, I've – I've looked at this one, and you, I think Notre Dame's prime for a major, major letdown spot. Major letdown spot. BC has shown some ability to make some plays. I mean, they hung in there with Clemson. Uh, should have should have probably been a little bit closer towards the end, but, of course, in Clemson fashion, they pulled away. Um, but BC, I think they can, they can keep up with this Notre Dame defense. I mean, this Notre Dame offense scoring-wise. I could see Notre Dame trying to be a little vanilla. Uh, go back to simply running the ball uh, like they've done the previous four, four, excuse me, six games. Um, so I definitely could see a major letdown spot here for uh, Notre Dame. I think it's closer than people realize. Uh, here's what I'll tell you on this game. I was leaning going with BC um, and because I think you're right. It's classic flat spot coming off a big game, yada, yada. You got the, you know, Yurkovich, Jerkovich, whatever his name is, um, Jerkovich, uh, when you uh, take into account how much money he lost me after I hammered BC a couple weeks in a row. And then uh, they went to Clemson and we'll leave that there. But um, I, here's where I would caution you. And this is, I think this is probably the most interesting discussion of the week when it comes to sports and, and betting and, and angles and stuff, right? And here's why is this is, I think, a couple years ago before a lot of this betting became more widespread and more people were getting in the game. I think this is a classic flat spot. You got to play the dog, you know, play beastie all day. Uh, like, it's a no-brainer. The line opens up 13 and a half, right? So it's a little bit of a dummy line because they're trying to get people to bet Notre Dame because they're like, oh, well, if they win by two touchdowns, I win, right? That makes sense. And I think in the past, people would have taken would have taken Notre Dame. It would have pushed it over 14, and then that's where you take BC. The interesting thing is, is that the line hasn't moved off 13 and a half, which means that they're probably getting big bets on Boston College, right? The thing that worries me is half the bets are on Boston College 82% of the money is on Boston College. So the thing I worry is, has the fact that people are becoming aware of what's going on in the public, people are starting to recognize these spots, and pe people in the public are playing Boston College, but yet the line isn't moving, right? It's not dropping. And so the thing I worry about is, is Boston College just a wolf in sheep's clothing and it's a huge public dog and everybody's going to hammer Boston College Brian Kelly's going to have his guys ready to roll because the other thing too is let's not kid ourselves and act like that these kids in college don't know what spreads on games are. I mean, my God, they're posted on the bottom line of ESPN. Now that's a huge difference from a couple years ago. So if I'm Brian Kelly, I walk in the locker room and go, Hey, all these jackasses are betting on you guys that you can't even beat Boston college by two touchdowns. Let's go out there and show them who we are. That's the angle I'm playing. I'm hoping that I fade a public dog. I'm actually going to lay 13 and a half. Here's the other thing is um it's actually dropped now to around 11 and a half in a couple spots so i'm hoping that the money keeps pouring in on bc and i'm actually going to get it down to 11 or 10 and then i'm going to hammer notre dame in this spot and then if notre dame gets up early then i'll just play a middle with bc but i'm actually going to go the other direction did i change your mind or are you still going bc you changed your mind <laughs> 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 I mean, lucky, but but a guy who we've they've mentioned before a guy who knows spreads brian kelly knows spreads it just seems uh, like he yes. like he, he knows the spread. He know, he, yep. and I'll see that. You're so right. He knows the spread. He knows what he's going to do. And, I mean, it, it showed against Georgia Tech two weeks ago. They tried to cover, but they couldn't get in the end zone. So, I yep. mean. I mean, it's like James Franklin. Join the James Franklin Cub of people who have the spread written down on their hand with pen before they walk out on the field. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of James Franklin, do you have any interest in betting that game real quick? Penn oh, State's my at, God. Penn State's at 0-3 Penn State, three-point favorite at 0-2 Nebraska. Oh, uh, um, 
Uh, you know I love the stink probably more than anybody in GPS financial strategies. I love the stink. I'm hesitant. I'm always hesitant to take any any uh, favorites. Um, God Almighty, it makes me nauseous to think about laying three points with Nebraska. Um, it also makes me nauseous to think about taking this under because both these teams are just so bad. And I think the trend in college football has been that um, bad teams – you know, when two bad teams play each other, I think it goes over, not under, like it does in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, however, with that being said, 37% of the bets are on Nebraska. 18% of the money is on Nebraska, and the line's moving toward Nebraska. Yeah. So, you know what I have to do here? Yes, sir, man. <laughs> I, I have to lay three and a half. And I may not even watch this game, nope. uh, but I'm probably going to lay three and a half with Nebraska and play the over. Yep. All right, let's rapid fire here. UNC, 13-point favorite against Wake Forest. Who you got? Don't touch the total – or, excuse me, don't touch the side over 66 and a half. That's my play. Really? UNC gives up a bunch of points. Wake's defense is terrible. I think UNC beats it by three touchdowns. Do you really? Yes, I do. All right. Well, in that case, I'll play an alternate line, and I'll probably play minus 16 and a half UNC and put a small bet on it and still play the over. How about that? Hey, works for me. Uh, Indiana uh, going to Michigan State. Indiana got Ohio State next weekend if they play. Who the hell knows anymore? Uh, Indiana is a, a touchdown favorite going to Michigan State. Michigan State looked terrible last weekend. Uh, Michigan State lost Rutgers earlier this year, but then they go beat Michigan. So, Big Ten's a whopping mess. Uh, is Indiana for real? You think they get it this weekend? Uh, I'm going to play Michigan State. Ugh, uh, the, no, thanks. Yeah, I, know, thanks. I know the line's moving towards Michigan State. I'm going to hold my nose and, and lay seven points. I'm hoping all the Indiana uh, uh, square money comes in Saturday morning and I can get a better price on Michigan State. But the line is moving towards them. If you're interested, it's going from eight to seven. They're getting all the money, hardly any debates. Uh, I'm going to lay points from Michigan State. It just It's just very Michigan State of them to go great game, shitty game, yeah. beat the Indiana at home. It just feels very Michigan very State. Very true. Uh, speaking of shitty, Vanderbilt going to Kentucky. <laughs> should be, should be, that should have been the game that took the CBS spot where Alabama LSU was. Can you imagine? Masters, it's been a great third round, and you're rolling into Lexington as a two-and-four Kentucky takes on 0-6 Vanderbilt. Um. I, I don't know. Uh, I guess you could play the angle of Kentucky's old offensive line coach just died of cancer. That's a sad story this week. Uh, coming out of Lexington, maybe they're playing for him. I don't really know what's going to be going on. I think 18 is a heck of a lot of points to lay with Kentucky. Uh, so, that's the reaction I have. If I have to play, to play it, I'm going to take 18 with Vandy, but I'll probably pass here. Uh, I'll be watching. I'll be, I'll be watching golf. I'll be watching anything else. I'll be watching myself cut the grass in the backyard. But, but, if, but, but, gun, but gun to my head, uh, I'm probably going to play that. All right, I got a would you rather, okay? okay? I got a would you rather. Would you rather lay 18 with Kentucky or lay seven with Rutgers, Illinois coming to town? We don't know what Rutgers what, – what, what is Rutgers? Do we know? Uh, Rutgers is the State University of New Jersey. I, I know that. I know. I know. I, I, yes, I know that. Thank you for the history lesson. I wasn't asking that. When Rutgers goes up there and they beat Michigan State for their first Big Ten win in what seems like since World War II, and then you're going to – oh, God, Illinois is so bad. I say we just follow our rule. We know – we. I mean, Rutgers at least had one decent showing this year. Illinois is very bad. I think they've already quit on the season. I'm going to lay – it's actually down to five and a half. I'm yeah, going to lay five and bad. a half with Rutgers. I'm going to yeah, lay five I'll, and a half with Rutgers. I like that play, too. I like that a lot. Uh, let's go to Boone. Uh, I like this one. App State, 17-point favorite against Georgia State. Georgia State really, really kicked us in the ass a few weeks ago. So, <laughs> I'm, we're, so I'm holding true. a grudge against them. So, I'm going to take App State. <laughs> App State at 17. I love it. App State's hot. This is the steamer. Georgia State grudge. You know I love a grudge play. I will willingly lose money on a grudge play. Yep. Uh, let's let's lay seventeen points. I'll probably throw this in a teaser. Uh, let's go with anything from TCU in West Virginia. Haven't TCU is at, at all. TCU my, my, is a. Hold on. Let me let me guess the line. Let me guess the line. Go. Is it at West Virginia or TCU? It's at West Virginia. My guess is uh, West Virginia is laying five and a half. What's Dude, the line? Three. 
Ooh, they're only laying three? Yes. Uh, I'm going to take West Virginia. I'll, I'll take three points of West Virginia. I don't know. K-State has somehow been hanging on. Bryson's driving back to the tee. They can't find the ball in the rough. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, I, Hate it I for think you. that uh, – somehow K-State is producing, like, beyond what any statistical model can predict uh, with this backup quarterback that they got. So maybe they're for real, but you know the minute that we act like they're for real and buy Kansas State that they'll mm-hmm. go shitty on us. So I'm going to probably lay three points with uh, West Virginia. So West Virginia, which I don't know how much of a look ahead is. They're still, like we talked about Wednesday, they're still in the hunt for the Big 12 when they play Oklahoma next weekend. So I don't Ooh, know if this is a more of a look, look. I don't know if it's a look-ahead spot. It's, I mean – it's a noon kickoff in Morgantown, so that could be something. Maybe take a little TCU money line. Uh, let's go with a SMU at Tulsa. SMU mm. is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I mean, excuse me, two-and-a-half-point underdog. Tulsa, who has played four games all year, uh, is the favorite. It's in Tulsa. Um, I'm leaning towards taking SMU money line here. I like that play, actually. I, I, I mean – I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, I think SMU is good and Tulsa's not. I, I, I mean, I think, uh, you know, I think that um, – I think Tulsa's a good team. I mean, they've won four out of their last – or they've won uh, three out of their last four. Obviously, that one that they lost was at um, Oklahoma State, which I, they should have won that game, but they covered easily. Um, and then, you know, SMU, you got the angle of they're coming off that ass kicking from Cincinnati – um, their last two games, they come out and they scored 51 and 47 against Navy and Temple. Um, so, yeah, I, I actually – I like your play here. I'll tell you on that. you got the heat anyway. So, I'll tell you. I think um, I'll go with SMU Moneyline and uh, I'll play – I'll play a little over in this game, 64. I like that. Uh, TCU – I mean, excuse me, SMU can score 50 by themselves and Tulsa's a team that can score more than we think. So, um, yeah, I'll play SMU Moneyline in the over. I like that. Only tell me in soccer because I've I've got soccer's been dialed in, but football, <laughs> whatever. Bryson Let's, just yanked it into a scoreboard. Oh, it bounced off and he's on in the grass. Okay, they found oh, it. Oh, good for him. Congratulations. Uh, Let's live let's, masters updates. Uh, there we go. Uh, the Army Black Knights hadn't played in what seems like three months. Uh, they're going down to Tulane. They're a three and a half point underdog. I'm going to take the Black Knights on the money line. Homer bet. Mm, stay away bet for me. I don't know, though. They're so pissed off about that Commander-in-Chief game where yeah, they're getting furious. canceled. Uh, I like that. The money's going towards Armour. Yeah, I like that play. I, I'm not going to take ah, – screw it. I'll play Moneyline. Yeah. I, I think, again, I'll just tell you. I think you got the heat. Yeah. Um, now, I think that uh, I, 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 Tulane's defense is bad. Um, I think that, again, you could play the over in this spot. It's only 47. That seems extremely low for a college game. I don't care if it's, you know, three option teams playing each other. It seems uh, 47 seems low. So, um, maybe tease the points in the over and then put, sprinkle Army money line. Yeah. Um, but I like I like Army in this game for sure. Let me let me pick one for you out here. Virginia Tech. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Coming home, they're coming back home. They're, they're garbage. Uh, don't, let's not, you know, make any butts about it. They're, they're garbage. They got beat by Liberty last week. Probably one of the dumbest moves I've ever seen, icing a college kicker on a 59-yard field goal that they then block and score, but it gets called back because they called their own timeout. Um, anyway, just a ridiculous uh, ending to the game. Somehow they are laying two points. Hosting Miami, who just beat NC State, needed that late interception to win that game. Uh, the total has gone from 62 and a half. Now the up and down is 68. Uh, and Virginia Tech is now laying two points. Um, I'm kind of tempted to lay two points for Virginia Tech here. Sorry. It just seems like they it seems like they want you to take Miami, but I, I just I'm gonna take Virginia Tech. And it seems like it's something that uh, what was it Bear made on their podcast? Uh, the sample size is two other games, but it's basically a team that is not ranked, who's a favorite, taking on a team that is ranked, who's a home team or something ridiculous. They're two and zero. Yeah, the last spread. two times that's happened, the the unranked team has won. It was Virginia and it was Miami. A blow, blowout, blowout yeah. fashion too. So, yeah, yep. uh, probably going to take the. Gosh, Virginia Tech's probably burned us more this year than Georgia State. Whatever. That's such a. I like I like the over too. I mean, if if you're scared to stay away from Virginia Tech and you want action on this game, I still like the over. I think 68 is still too low. I think the final score of this game could be 45 to 41. Um, All right, we play defense. Got a few more. The marquee matchup in the SEC this weekend, which is uh, Vanderbilt Kentucky was a joke. People, chill out. Uh, 
Arkansas going down to f- take on Florida, who is Florida's flying high after beat after handing it to Georgia last weekend. Uh, Arkansas is a 17-point underdog. Don't think Arkansas wins the game, but I could see the Hogs keep I mean, the Hogs keeping it somewhat close. I took Arkansas at plus 17 and a half early this morning. It's gone down to 17 from what I've seen. Oh golly, you didn't even let me get it in. I was when you were you were rolling so well, it was such a nice transition into the game. You didn't even give me time to ask you the question, Tom. You gonna call the hogs? <laughs> because we for the last three weeks we keep calling the hogs. And I gotta answer, they they keep showing up. Because so the hogs really keep showing up. When I you call. call the hogs and the hogs come to the back porch, you keep calling the hogs. Yeah. So I'm gonna call them up this week. I'm gonna take 17 and a half. Uh, I'll just buy the hook. I don't mind a little juice. Um, so I, I'll take 17 and a half. And uh, I mean, they're fun to pull for. I mean, they should be four and two. Um, I don't know how big of a difference it makes that Pittman, the coach, is out. I do think it's a little bit of a flat spot set up with Florida coming off that big one over Georgia. I don't think, I don't think Pitt's Kyle Pitts. Yeah. I agree. After getting his head knocked off um, and that unfortunate hit. Um, so I like that. Uh, all right, let's take it out west. Oregon, who spanked Stanford last week, they're going to the uh, Palouse to take on the Cougars of Washington State, who I bet against last week, and they absolutely pulled my pants down and spanked me and embarrassed me in the late game. Uh, they got some weapons. They look really good. I, I, they're an un- unexpected kind of team of the uh, year in the Pac-12. Um, they are catching 10.5. The line has gone from 8 to 10.5, hosting Oregon. What are you thinking here? A play on this game, or are you passing? Uh, initially passed, but definitely going to see how the day goes. It's one of those – I mean, it's not a late-night game. It's 6, 6 p.m. on Fox, which we're not – late nights. Late night Saturday is uh, Washington taking on Oregon State, which is 10 p.m. here locally. Mm. Uh, but, uh, like you said, Washington State had some weapons. They looked like they were rolling last weekend against Oregon, uh, what was supposed to be a better Oregon State team. Uh, I'm probably a home – like like we know, home team catching points – uh, probably going to stick with the Cougars here. And hopefully this thing keeps crawling up, crawling up, and try to play it closer to the game. Uh, so right now, leaning towards taking the Cougars. I agree. I'm hoping some public money comes in on Oregon Saturday morning when they see that it's only 10 and a half. I think people think that Oregon should win by 14 points after last week. I'm hoping I can maybe get this thing up around 13. Uh, and I'm going to take the Cougars and then maybe try to play a live middle on, the, uh, on Oregon. Again, I think for people who are listening, like – if you're like a $10 better or $20 better or something like that, and you're not like laying heavy lumber and you want action on a game, like, like bet the team who you think is going to start. Well, it's the same thing as the Titans last night. Like bet the team who you think is going to start. Well, and then come back and bet on the team who you ultimately you think is going to win the game. I mean, set yourself up to where you could potentially win two bets, but you can't lose. I mean, obviously the risk is that you could, you know, bet on a team and then Oregon goes up two touchdowns and you're going to lose the bet. Well, maybe you'll lose the bet and maybe you win. But either way, like if you're betting and your team starts out well, but you don't have a lot of confidence in them to start with, just bet on the other team. I mean, that's the beauty of live betting is you can take a middle and, and have a range of points where, you know, an outcome where you win both bets. So maybe we can get into that a little more another day, but that's kind of my angle on this game. Uh, let's keep it out west. Really, my only question for you is uh, how much are you going to be betting on Utah minus two and a half? Because they're going to play UCLA, and UCLA is an absolute dumpster fire. They're terrible. UCLA just handed that game over to Colorado last weekend, too. I had them to close out of my uh, uh, parlay, which really was a kick in the nuts. Um, Utah's game got canceled. So, I think we're going to go with our same strategy we did when earlier games starting out. You have a team that hasn't played versus a team that has played. Yep. Uh, probably going to roll with the, the Utes here. Right now, it's a two-and-a-half again. Uh, sitting right there at a good number where you can get them. If they win by a field goal, you're a winner. So, I'm probably going to roll with the Utes. Update. Tiger bunker shot on two. Just lifted his club. Lipped out a bunker shot. He's going to make a birdie on two, but he he thought he'd hold the bunker shot. Uh, I'm going to bet heavy on Utah. Uh, Tiger's going to make a birdie and go to five under. Uh, I'm going to bet heavy on Utah here, and uh, I'm going to lay the points. And this will be one of my bigger bets of the day. Uh under the radar spots that you have on Saturday, any for the people? Maybe games they're not looking at that uh, we've dug into where they can maybe um, maybe make some money. Uh, Ole Miss should boat race South Carolina. South Carolina stinks. Um, going to roll with. I think we're going to. I'm going to roll with Washington too. Same concept with a team that has played and a team that has not. Uh, take the Huskies late night on Saturday. Be careful. Be careful with that. I think Washington <laughs> might be bad this year. 
I'm not saying I'm not going to do the same thing, but just be careful because Washington could be really bad this year. Uh, going to roll with Purdue money line against Northwestern. I'm got, I'm opposite there. I think Northwestern's good. I'm going to lay two and a half. Money's going towards them. I, I think Northwestern's real deal. No news on Rondo Moore. I know the other kid's good, but um, I think Northwestern's defense is legit. I'm taking Northwestern. Uh, and we're going to take Lafayette at 15 and a half. USA is not very good. So that's – Ooh, I and, like that. And uh, if you look at the slate, that's really about it. And then I scroll to the bottom of my screen, and it all says postpone, 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 postpone. <laughs> I, got a, I got a couple for the people. Uh, Stanford laying seven against Colorado. Uh, I know Colorado won the game last week. But, again, I, I think UCLA is that bad. Um, and I think Oregon is very good. So, I think if we're playing this – transitive property game. I think that translates to Stanford is better than Colorado. I could be wrong here, but I'm probably going to lay seven points with Stanford. Um, another game I like, Texas State is bad. They are exhausted. Somehow they have played every week through this pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> they, they have to have all just had yeah. COVID yeah. and they ignore it. it. Like they're, just, yeah. they're just cashing checks, getting the hell beat out of them. They're going to Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern is laying 10. I'm going to probably lay 10 with Georgia Southern. Um, another game uh, that I'm not sure if we touched on or not, uh, that I like is Liberty is coming home to play Western Carolina. I think Liberty will beat Western Carolina by more than 33 points. I'll probably lay 33 with Liberty. Uh, New Mexico, this is an interesting game. I've been betting on Nevada. Uh, I think Nevada is good. I'm, I, so this flies in the face of our like good team, bad team thing a little bit. I think Nevada is good. But Rocky Long, who was one of the best defensive coaches in the country, is now the defensive coordinator in New Mexico. New Mexico is an underrated team. And I don't know how I arrived at this conclusion, but, like, when you crunch the numbers, New Mexico, they, they, they easily covered Hawaii uh, against Hawaii last week. I know New Mexico has been um, traveling a lot. They can't even play games in New Mexico because of the state laws. So, somehow this game's getting played in Las Vegas instead of New Mexico. So, it's not really a home game, even though they're going to be wearing home jerseys. But I think 17 is too many. Uh, I think this is kind of a flat spot for Nevada because they've been rolling. I know their quarterback looks really good. Um, but when you look at Nevada's schedule, they play San Diego State, which is a big game for them next week. I think it's a little bit of a look-ahead spot. Again, maybe Nevada starts slow and you can play a middle here as well, get Nevada at like minus seven and New Mexico at plus 17. Um, so I'll, I'll lay 17 with New Mexico. Uh, I agree on Ole Miss, although I say proceed with caution because wouldn't it just be like Will Muschamp to go to Ole Miss and beat yeah. Lane Kiffin? Yeah. That, just, that, that would just be so plain. Um, uh, a game that we have not talked about, but it actually is the headline game of the week, which is Wisconsin-Michigan. I just don't think either one of us really care about it. No. Uh, I, would, I would make sure Graham Mertz is going to be playing for Wisconsin. I know there's been some questions of whether he had some COVID leftover stuff going on. Uh, if Graham Mertz is playing, I'm probably going to lay points at Wisconsin. I just think Michigan's bad, and this is probably the end of the road for uh, Harbaugh. And then uh, UNLV, they are very bad. Um, San Jose State, I don't know what the status on the quarterback for San Jose State is, uh, but if Frankel is back for San Jose State, I'm looking to lay 16 with them against UNLV in that late-night spot. Um, and I think we literally just talked about every game on the entire slate. Yep, well done. Well, yeah. well done. Uh, and now we're going to jump to NFL real quick, and we're going to do this like fastest two minutes thing. I'm just going to read it, reading matchup and give you the spread, and you're going to tell me what you got. And we're going to put some music to back to it right. and make it sound really professional. Uh, Detroit, Washington. Detroit's four point favorite. Go. Uh, I'm going to lay points. Uh, excuse me. No, I'm going to take the points. I, I like the WFT, Washington football team. Really? Yeah. Woof. Really. Woof. Uh, yep. Detroit's <laughs> bad. I don't think Stafford's going to play. Okay, fair enough. That's that's good. If Stafford doesn't play, I think you take points for the for the. For that's the, uh, my Washington angle. Win. If Stafford Stafford plays, pass. Uh, Philadelphia four point favorite at the New York Giants. Oh my God, pass! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> can I pass? Is that against the rules you, of this game? You, you can pass. You can pass. Okay, the, pass. The, the, the rules. Pass. Green, Green Bay three and a half point thirteen. Excuse me, thirteen and a half point favorite against the Jaguars. Uh, the Jaguars are tanking for Trevor. They're going to try to lose as hard as they possibly can. Uh, they have no wins left on their schedule, and they are not trying to win. Green Bay is trying to win by a lot. I'm going to lay 13 and a half Green Bay. Although it pains me to lay 13 and a half in an NFL game, I still think Green Bay is going to crush them. Totally agree with you. Uh, Tampa Bay going to Carolina. Tampa Bay is a six-point favorite. Somehow Carolina always plays Tampa Bay tough, uh, but uh, – 
the, <laughs> the Buccaneers got the living hell out of them. I was going to say. Yeah. I watched that game. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think Carolina can play them tough enough. I'll let points. I think Tampa wins by a touchdown. I totally agree. Uh, Cleveland, three-and-a-half-point favorite against the Houston Texans. Line moving towards Cleveland. It actually crossed over three, which in the NFL is a big deal. Cleveland's been off. They're getting Nick Chubb back. I'm going to lay the points, hopefully by the hook. I'm going to take Cleveland here. Maybe, maybe – uh, yeah, I'll take Cleveland. I wonder if we see the same concept. I doubt we do in college. I mean, NFL in college, but um, where teams start just kind of mailing it in towards the end of the year once they're out of playoff hunt. You would think not in the NFL because of all the, like, bonuses built into contracts and stuff because they're getting all 16 games. But you're totally right. I mean, there's a real possibility that Houston just spits a bit because mm-hmm. this year's over. Judge Watt already said he's not coming back. He's probably trying not to get hurt. I would not be surprised if he doesn't play the rest of the year at some point. So, yeah, I, I, I see uh, Cleveland rolling Houston in this one. Uh, Vegas four-point favorite against the Denver Broncos. Anything there? Oh man, Vegas. Vegas hurt me last week. That I had Chargers money line, um, and that last play of the game just absolutely killed me. I'm going to get my money back. Denver plus four. Uh, Dolphins one and a half point favorite in Miami against uh, the LA Chargers, making that cross-country trip. Again, Chargers killed me last week. I'm going to get my money back in reverse fashion. Nice. It's two a time. Let's fucking go. Laying points, one and a half with the Dolphins. That'll be in a money line parlay for show. Very nice. Uh, Cardinals, two and a half point favorite against the Buffalo Bills. I don't understand why the Cardinals are laying points here. So it makes me think this is a sucker line. Uh, the Cardinals also hurt me last week against the Dolphins. Uh, however, I'm willing to be more forgiving because Kyler Murray was my fantasy quarterback and got me a win by .05 points. Uh, so I'm going to lay points here with the Cardinals, take two and a half, and uh, cross my fingers. Pittsburgh, seven and a half point favorite against the Cincinnati Bengals. Who knows what Pittsburgh's got on offense? They are eight no, Dude. but I don't know who's hurt. The Bengals, the Bengals are like a cover machine these days. Yeah, they are. Uh, the Steelers looked bad last week, so maybe they get it together this week and pound the Bengals. Uh, but Joe Burrows looked pretty good, and so uh, I'm going to take the Bengals plus seven and a half. Uh, Rams, two point favorite against the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, as of, uh, I'm going to look and take uh, Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson. If you look at his stats, he has not played very good against the Rams. They have a good record, so Rams may be a play here. Uh, I'm passing here. Uh, also, let me just put a disclaimer. I'm not playing all these NFL games, so no, I, we're just quick, quick, if I had to play quick, it, if I had to play it, I'm giving hitters. out the side I'm giving, quick, but I'll probably play half these NFL games. Hitters, man. Like, uh, content, I, I, content, I just got to pass here. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know enough to give a side here. I'm going to pass. Uh, New Orleans, nine and a half point favorite against the ravaged San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> yeah, I guess the Saints, like, don't not cover in november so i think i have to lay 10 here with the saints i guess yeah um but with that said uh they absolutely killed me um last or no excuse me they they made me a lot of money last week so uh i'll probably lay 10 with the niners uh, no Bal- excuse me catch 10 with the niners yeah baltimore uh traveling to new england baltimore is a touchdown favorite anything there uh we have a saying around gps financial strategies which is uh, don't let me get up, right? Yes. And uh, all I got to say is this, don't let Belichick get hot. Very true. And I have a feeling that the Jets let Belichick get hot last week, and now they come home and the Ravens come knocking. The Ravens don't look good. Lamar Jackson says that the defense knows the plays. If anybody knows the plays, it's Belichick. I'm going to lay or catch seven points with the uh, Patriots. I'll take it and uh, hopefully the Patriots win the game on the field. And lastly, Monday night, Superfest, uh, Chicago Bears, Fraudulent team alert hosting the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota is a three-point favorite. Yeah, gigantic line move. This actually opened with the Bears as a two-point favorite, flipped all the way to the Vikings as a three-point favorite. Usually when that happens, the closing line is closer to the real deal. Uh, So I'm going to lay three with Minnesota. Nice job. That's every one of them. <laughs> we covered every game. That's every game. And then and then you gave a quick synopsis and I just called out numbers. And if you want uh, something good this weekend about the NFL, normally you know we get like nine games in the early window and then you get two in the last window. We have this weekend you got five games early and you got six games late. So dude. Can you imagine? So Sunday, while I'm working and all of you jackasses are laying around hungover getting the hair of the dog treatment, uh, you're going to get the Masters up until about two, and then you're going to get witching hour of red zone, and then you're going to get six 3.30 games in the central time. 
six three thirty games on red zone for red zone finishes. What an unbelievable day of sports. What an unbelievable weekend. Hopefully it makes up for how terrible the college slate is on Saturday. I think it will. I think it will. Um that's it, my man. We get we knocked out a quick one. Uh hopefully we get some winners this weekend, keep this thing rolling. Hopefully we get some more games next week. And hopefully uh we get all the, the championships and everything we look forward to towards the end of the football season. Anything else to add before we get out of here? I'll just say, uh, hopefully nobody ever accuses us of not, not giving out picks. I think we just gave a pick out for every football game this weekend every, in the United I think States we did. of America. I think we did. I yeah. think, and so we're not saying bet every single one, but if you bet every single one and you get every single one correct, please, please give credit to the Doc and the Law podcast. Yeah, how about this? If anybody listening is out there and you bet every single game based on what we say, let us know how you do. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> we would love to know if we, we made if we to. made you or cost you an, an exorbitant amount of money. Yeah. We're not going to send you any, but we would love to know how you did. <laughs> yeah, and if you lost a bunch of money, don't, ex- don't expect like, a loss or anything because we're, we're we, we will not see you in court. We, are, we should have put a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> These pictures are the property of Doc and Law only, and they do not represent any of those of our bank account. You so, got that uh, right. You yeah. got that right. Well, man, um, before we get out of here, you know the saying, life is like a sandwich. No matter which way you stack it, the bread comes first. Doctor, my eyes have seen the years And the slow parade of fears without crying Now I want to understand I have done all Notice them until I got this feeling. <laughs>